Bowel cancer is a significant health problem in New Zealand, killing 100 people a month. Despite years of discussion, New Zealand has not yet followed other countries and begun screening people for early signs of the disease. But this year, for the first time, screening began in Auckland under a pilot programme. This Radio New Zealand Insight programme follows the project, which has already saved lives. Bowel cancer is the second most commonly diagnosed cancer overall for both men and women and the second leading cause of death from cancer. Also known as colorectal cancer, it kills more than 1,200 people a year, a death rate that's one of the highest in the world. It can be treated if caught early, and Britain and Australia, among others, have introduced national screening programmes. But screening's complex, and a lack of capacity to do key tests needed to help diagnose the cancer has held New Zealand back. I'm Karen Brown, and for this insight, I have been to see how the pilot in Waitamata is working and spoken to others to find out if the obstacles in the way of national screening are being addressed. We're at Glenfield, and the view we've got there is Rangitoto. Um, that's North Shore Hospital, just right in front of us there. Right. And Lake Pupuki and... Beverly Walker is a fit-looking woman who eats well, exercises regularly, and is proud of the fact she's never been in hospital. At least that was the case until recently, when she accepted an invitation from the Waitamata District Health Board to participate in its pilot bowel screening programme. A test kit arrived in the mail soon after her 68th birthday on February the 10th, and she didn't hesitate, sure it would be an all-clear, because she had no symptoms at all. She followed the directions in the kit and collected a sample of a bowel motion in a small tube that she then mailed back in a sealed bag. I sent the sample back. If I remember rightly, it was only on a Thursday, and by the Monday... My doctor rang me and said that the test was positive and I needed to go and have a colonoscopy at uh, Waitakere Hospital. A positive result meant a trace of blood had been detected in Beverly Walker's stool sample, which didn't mean she necessarily had bowel cancer, but it did mean she would need a further test, a colonoscopy, to find the cause of the blood. Her family doctor delivered the news. He said... Don't panic about it or anything like that because there's many reasons why it would show traces of blood and it doesn't don't necessarily be bowel cancer. So, And I thought, well, I've not got any problems, so I'll be fine, but I'll go and do what they suggest, and um, that's what I did. In April, she had the colonoscopy, where a tube containing a camera is inserted through the anus to look for abnormality in the bowel. It's not something people generally like the idea of, but Beverly Walker had no problem with the procedure, which is done under sedation. Not a problem at all. I thought, I thought, oh, I'm going to watch all this, because he said, oh, you can watch it on the screen. And I thought, yes, I'm going to watch all this. And, um, but no, <laughs> I went out like a light, and I just woke up for the last little bit, I think. And um, he um, then explained everything they'd found afterwards, which was a bit of a shock, because I thought... I'll be fine. So what did he say afterwards? They just said found um, three polyps and two which he had already dealt to, whatever they do, and one was too big and they would, it would have to be surgically removed. Polyps are growths on the bowel wall and one of the three was later found to be malignant or cancerous. A blood clot on Beverly's lung, which her specialist says was probably a result of the early cancer, was also discovered. This delayed the removal of the final cancerous polyp by laparoscopic or keyhole surgery in July. 
It was tough and totally unexpected, but Beverly Walker's in the clear now, and pleased she opted for bowel screening. I just think I'm one lucky person that I went for this free bowel screening. One question I should have asked and didn't ask was, how long would it have been before I knew it was there? And I'm presuming it's several years. A diet high in red meat and animal fats and low in fruit and vegetables with lack of exercise are thought to increase the risk of bowel cancer. The risk increases with age, and 90% of cases are diagnosed in people aged 50 or over. Those whose cancer is found early have a 90% chance of long-term survival. The Waitamata pilot got fully underway in January. Since then, more than 13,200 people between the ages of 50 and 74 who live in the health district have agreed to participate and returned samples for analysis. That's a 53% take-up rate so far, below the ideal of at least 60%, but good for a start. Samples from more than 800 people have tested positive so far, and almost 700 colonoscopies have been carried out as a result. They're all being done at Waitamata Hospital. We're just coming through into the surgical unit, and the participants are brought round here to get changed into a gown and dressing gown, and then one of the nurses does a brief pre-assessment and talks with them. Thelma Turner is a clinical nurse specialist in charge of all the colonoscopies done under the pilot. They put a lure into a vein so that we can give them medications and um, hook them up to our monitoring and the oxygen. Then the endoscopist will start the procedure. It's all shown up on the screen. Often the participants will watch the screen as well and get a tour of their bowel. Um, other people snooze through it. Um, and the procedure will take sort of 20 minutes to half an hour usually. Thelma Turner says 14 or 15 medical specialists trained in endoscopy, mainly from the Auckland area, are doing the colonoscopies, funded by the Waitamata DHB. They're being helped by nurses who didn't have any previous endoscopy experience and are being trained on the job. We're finding quite a lot of pathology, um, quite a lot of large polyps which are removed at the time of colonoscopy. Thelma Turner says those who agree to participate in the pilot seem very receptive and positive about it all. Hello. Hi. Come in. Nice to meet you. Iris Clark and her husband Jeff live north of Auckland near Helensville, looking out to the Kaipara Harbour. She was one of the first to be referred for a colonoscopy, which came back clear, a relief as she'd watched a friend battle bowel cancer. I'm not brave. I get scared of anything, really. And that does frighten people, but there isn't anything to be scared of. I didn't feel anything. Accurate test results are crucial under any screening programme, and that's where the laboratory comes in. We're just on um, the third floor of the Laplace building, which is on the Auckland Hospital campus. And um, I'm just taking you through to our specimen reception area so you can... Uh, see what happens when the samples arrive at Laplace. Samples of bowel motions and small test kit tubes are couriered to the Auckland City Hospital Lab known as Laplace, where they're carefully checked by Dorothy Schumach and her team to ensure everything's correct. We'll just unpack them here. 
and make sure that they meet our requirement for acceptance into the laboratory. So what are you looking for? Um, just the two points of ID on the, on the specimen, and then they match what's on the, on the, the paperwork, a labelled specimen, um, a non-leaking specimen, and a consent form that comes with the specimen. The test itself is an immunochemical faecal occult blood test, or IFOB. We test the faeces to look for blood, and we specifically look for human blood, so it doesn't get mixed up with blood from their food or anything like that, you know, that might be of animal origin. And, and blood in the faeces is a marker that something's not quite right with the bowel. And clearly, in terms of the bowel screening program, the big concern is that it's cancer. It can be other causes, but in particular, it's cancer. And we have the ability to detect very low concentrations very small amounts of blood, in other words, in that sample of faeces that the patients send in. The Lab Plus clinical director, Steve Absalom, says it's the first time this IFOB test has been used in New Zealand. He says it's not used everywhere, but was a good choice for the New Zealand bowel screening pilot. There are chemical methods for detecting blood in faeces, and they've been around for many, many, many years. But they don't differentiate between blood that's come from um, animal origin, so your meat, the meat you eat in your diet, and blood of human origin, because it relies on a chemical reaction that all haemoglobin, all blood, will cause. The immunochemical method that we use specifically detects the protein component of human blood. So it, it's only going to detect bleeding coming from that patient's gut, if you like. It's not going to detect blood coming from the food that they've eaten. The samples in their tubes are analysed in a machine imported especially from Japan, with a backup in case it's needed. It takes just a matter of minutes for the machine to analyse the stool samples, and it happens without any of the laboratory scientists having to actually touch or open the samples. Section leader in specialist chemistry, Margie Matson, is impressed. That's one of the big advantages, so that you don't have to handle it. The other, uh, there's another advantage in that you actually get a number, right, so that makes it much more precise, and you're not handling any nasty chemicals. We used to use a carcinogenic chemical years ago, uh, which was a hazard in itself. That's not all. It's very good from a health, health and safety point of view, and also uh, it's uh, kinder on your nose. <laughs> the clinical director of the pilot, general and colorectal surgeon Mike Hugh Moyer, says so far the pilot has found at least 22 cancers. But does that mean 22 lives have been saved already? I can't make a comment about all of them to date, and 22 is really quite a small number. The fact is that we have found a lot of early cancers, and there have been at least two of those people that don't need surgery and that can be treated just with endoscopic surveillance, which is fantastic. And I would hope by the end of the pilot that we'll be able to look back and say, yes, we found a much larger proportion of early cancers than we would have normally, but at eight months we really haven't seen enough people yet to make that comment. Dr Hugh Moyer says what they have found is more polyps than they expected. Roughly 70% or two-thirds of our patients have got uh, some form of lesion that needs biopsying, and that is definitely a bit higher than we anticipated. So there's extra work and presumably extra expense? There's certainly it makes the colonoscopy lists more challenging because you need to take more polyps off and there is certainly more work for the poor pathologists who have to look at all these polyps. Up to 80% of all bowel cancer develops over a 5-10 to 10 year period from a polyp, which can also be called an adenoma. A small proportion of these polyps can change over time to become cancer, and those are the ones specialists want to find. 
The first biannual report from the pilot, up to July, says 1,400 test kits are being mailed to eligible Waitemata residents every week. Participant numbers are pleasing, and the pilot will meet the aim of inviting all eligible residents to be screened twice in the next four years. But screening programs in general make health officials nervous, and the head of the health ministry's bowel cancer program, Susan Parry, explains why. I think whenever you offer a healthy individual who's just not going around their normal day-to-day life, not thinking about their health, not even knowing that they may or may not have bowel cancer, and you offer them, you come into their life and you offer them a test to help detect if they have bowel cancer, then you're entering them on a worry pathway, potentially, if that test is positive. And also, if the test is positive and they go through to have an interventional test like a colonoscopy, we've got to make certain that it's performed well and that it's done safely. And if you do get happen to have a bowel polyp detected or a bowel cancer, that it's managed in the best possible way. No one wants too many false findings from tests which would add to anxieties unnecessarily. A North Shore surgeon and clinical director of the pilot, Mike Hume-Moyer, says they don't know yet how many false findings they may be getting from the immunochemical test. It's too early to know whether they've got false positives uh, or false negatives yet because you need to run the program for long enough, particularly the false negatives, because the only way you find the false negatives is if you pick them up when they become symptomatic. So that would take probably three or four years or even longer to actually get that sort of figure. Colonoscopies are a vital part of the testing process. One in ten people who have a colonoscopy will be found to have cancer, and about four in ten will have polyps which, if removed, may prevent cancer developing. But access to colonoscopies in the public health system has been difficult, with long waiting times. A national survey undertaken in 2005 by Dr Perry and others concluded more than 800 patients were waiting more than six months for a colonoscopy to make a diagnosis, and more than 2,500 were waiting for a follow-up or surveillance colonoscopy. Dr Hugh Moyer says the pilot is not adding to waiting times in Auckland. We've only been running for eight months and therefore we haven't really had an impact yet on our waiting list because most people on a screening program who've been colonoscoped won't need their next colonoscopy until about three or five years. So there's a lag time before that impact hits us and that gives us time to plan, it gives us time to get the resources we need together. So while it's a potential issue, I think that the effect it's having is positive because it's making us think very hard about how we can do what we're doing better, more efficiently, with better use of our time and resources. He says the pilot's going well and it will deliver. The original assumptions were that we have a population that are eligible in the order of about 130,000 or or thereabouts, maybe slightly more than that. So 66,000 people per year need to be offered screening. We're working on approximately 60% of those people taking up the offer of screening, which means that at a positivity rate of about 6%, there'll be really two, two and a half thousand colonoscopies per year. Now, at the moment we're on schedule, clearly things could change, but there have been no major surprises to date. The pilot has been designed to ensure a key role for family doctors who don't contact patients initially, but usually give them their test results. A Takapuna GP, Heidi McRae, says bowel screening pilots overseas haven't always involved GPs, but it's a good idea. 
It's nice for us, who, when we know the patient, to actually be able to sit down with them and, and talk about exactly how the preparation for the colonoscopy will make them feel, how they can't be away from a toilet the day before, what the results might mean if they've got a polyp, what does that mean? And so that they can be briefed and they get a little bit of information before they go. Another GP, David Thompson at Torbay Health, says his patients are receptive to being in the pilot. They are concerned about their health and they're concerned about this particular cancer which has got a lot of publicity, and, and rightly so. And so I think they, they therefore perceive a value to themselves in, in uh, having this done. Sixty-two-year-old Dave Swale is hard at work in his earth-moving business in Helensville. He was the first person to send in a stool sample under the pilot program. Yeah, no, I was um, pretty keen to, uh, you know, like men have a few, seem to hold back on their health issues. And um, I've had a couple of uncles that died, one of cancer and one of, um, you know, just they sat back at home and uh, suffered and never done anything about it. So I thought, well, you know, it's about time to change and get on with it and get, get things checked out. It was clear and that was a relief. Yeah, it was a little bit on the mind there. Um, yeah, we're just waiting, but um, certainly when the results came back, uh, it was all clear. It was, you know, it was a hell of a relief to me. Yeah, yeah. Men are more likely than women to have bowel cancer, but are considered less likely to want screening. You get a bit of ribbing from your mates and that, you know, but uh, that's just uh, part of the course of it, you know. They virtually didn't realise how simple it was. I said, all you got to do is put a little sample in a bag and post it off. That's very simple. And it sort of shocked a few of them. The Waitamata pilot is to run four years before a decision is made by the government in power at the time on whether New Zealand should follow Britain, Australia and others and introduce full national screening. The Beat Bowel Cancer Aotearoa group says this is yet another delay while bowel cancer continues to take lives. Bowel cancer kills more people in New Zealand and breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. It's 1,200 people a year or 100 people a month will die from bowel cancer. And to put that into perspective, it's four times our road toll. And I was just thinking, that used to be three times our national road toll and we have put money, serious resources, into reducing the road toll. So the road toll's gone down, bowel cancer is still up there. Wellingtonian Peter Craig of the Patient Advocacy Group says he was surprised when he was diagnosed with bowel cancer at the age of 44. His wife suspected something wasn't right because his bowel habits had altered and become more frequent and loose than normal over several weeks. Other common symptoms include blood in a bowel motion, diarrhoea, constipation or a feeling the bowel doesn't empty completely. Peter Craiger had a colonoscopy and surgery, followed by three weeks in hospital, funded privately through his work-related health insurance. We don't have national screening and that is a shame. It's a, it's a disgrace. So we're ten years behind... Uh, countries like Australia and the UK who have national bowel cancer screening programs. What we have is a start with the bowel screening pilot in the Waitamata DHB, but it is a pilot and it is only one area of New Zealand. It is not a commitment to a national screening program. The group was so discouraged at what it regards as a lack of action that it worked with pharmacies to offer a test kit with a similar immunochemical or IFOB technology as the one being used in Waitamata. People can buy the bowel screen Aotearoa kit, which is mailed to Australia for associated lab testing, for about $60 from pharmacies. 
Pharmacy Brands says more than 1,800 kits have been sold and stresses people must give their doctors details so GPs are involved. Australia has had a national screening program since 2006, with screening offered at ages 50, 55 and 65. This is to be extended next January to include 60-year-olds and to 70-year-olds in 2015. But the head of the Bowel Cancer Australia lobby group, Julian Wiggins, says it's not good enough. It is an inadequate program. It is inconsistent with medical guidelines, which uh, if we're actually looking to tackle and beat bowel cancer, you have to screen from the age of 50 at least once every two years. So that means people should be screening to reduce their risk of dying from bowel cancer, which can actually be reduced significantly by up to one third uh, from age 50 every two years. So, for instance, that is 50, 52, 54, 56, 58 and so on, all the way up to 74. That's what the evidence is about. Uh, that's what the own government medical guidelines say. But as you can see from the three ages we currently have in Australia, we're far from it. He says screening saves public health money. But whether screening is provided and people take it up isn't just about money. People's attitudes have held screening back across the Tasman and may do here. One of the main problems we're actually finding in Australia and, and certainly the charities research has identified is the reluctance to actually do the test, talk about bowels, because people think it's messy and embarrassing. So our recent sort of market survey in, um, of consumers of understanding bowel cancer in May, for instance, 76% cited that messy and embarrassment was, an was a factor and a major factor as to why they would not do a bowel cancer screening test because they just consider it, um, for want of a better word, playing with your poo. Australia doesn't have the problems New Zealand has with access to colonoscopies. Work is underway in this country to improve access, but patients in the public system may still wait longer than is ideal. A Wellington resident, who would like to be known just as Dave, with a family history of bowel cancer, needs a colonoscopy for surveillance every five years. He was upset to be told by the Capital and Coast DHB recently they couldn't fit him in for the next one. The letter came back and said, um, unfortunately there are people on the waiting list who have more serious conditions than yours and need to be treated more urgently. Um, Based on the information provided by your GP, uh, the consultant who considered your referral has decided that your condition is routine. The subsequent intervention of another GP has helped Dave get his appointment in the public system next month. The Auckland-based gastroenterologist and Health Ministry Bowel Cancer Program leader, Susan Parry, says waiting times for colonoscopies have been long and have varied between hospitals. But she says there is work underway to improve this. It includes adopting agreed national criteria, which should be available soon, on who should be a priority for colonoscopy in the public system. So we can say that if you need a colonoscopy wherever you live in New Zealand, you should have it if it's an appropriate reason. If it's not appropriate, then you probably shouldn't have access to it. But at the moment, we can't compare access criteria across the country. Dr Perry says the Ministry also wants targets for waiting times for diagnostic tests for all cancers, including colonoscopies, but is still gathering information and ensuring it's standardised. I'm sure we will find that the waiting times, we're not meeting them. I, I know for certain that many hospitals are struggling, but we've got a goal of improving that 
over the next three to four years. I'm talking about offering a timely colonoscopy within six weeks for somebody who may or may not have bowel cancer, not the urgent category, but somebody who may or may not have it. Uh, we want to ensure it's timely, offered within six weeks, preferably within three months. The six-month interval should basically be for people who are waiting for follow-up procedures. We've still got a long way to go on that, but we're starting. Susan Perry's also president of the New Zealand Society of Gastroenterologists who do many of the colonoscopies. She says there are gastroenterologist vacancies in regional centres and the society is working with other doctors' groups to increase training positions. But will it be enough? And should other groups, like nurses, also carry out some colonoscopies, as they're now doing in Britain? I think we need a whole lot more work. I think we need to see what we can gain by having the prioritisation criteria, working on improving efficiencies, working on managing the waiting lists. And so it's a broad strategy, but we will also have to consider diversification of the workforce. But is there time to address this issue? And who should be trained to help carry out the critically important procedures? The head of the Ministry's Health Workforce New Zealand group, Professor Des Gorman, says there is time and a variety of measures will be used. One important workforce development will be to train nurse specialists to manage chronic bowel disease clinics, which will free up the gastroenterologists, for example, to go and do more colonoscopies. It will also be to train non-conventional colonoscopists too. And in some colonoscopy services that will be GPs trained to do colonoscopies and some will be nurses trained to do colonoscopies and there are many examples worldwide of GP colonoscopists and nurse colonoscopists who do a very good job. There's a front paddock that has ponds, three ponds on it. That's where my alpacas are likely to be at the moment. Being diagnosed with bowel cancer at 49 led to a lifestyle change for a former Wellingtonian, Denise Robbins, who now lives in the Tararua foothills behind Levin. That was 16 years ago and she's fine now, working as a consumer representative on a national bowel cancer working group. She says bowel cancer can be hard to detect and concedes it is frustrating having to wait for national screening. It is intensely frustrating for a consumer to know that it's not available nationwide right now. Very frustrating. But there have been, and I do understand the fact that there have been a lot of barriers to, to achieving or getting to that particular point. The Health Minister, Tony Ryle, says the government will decide in principle about national screening when the pilot's been running for three years in 2015. He says it's going well, but colonoscopy capacity will be the constraint. We have known that from day one, and so of course you wouldn't want to have a national rollout until you were assured you had a plan that you could deliver the required number of colonoscopies with a workforce of people capable of doing it. But Mr Ryle says if this can be solved and the pilot shows screening is clinically sound and stacks up financially, then national rollout should follow. Provided we can meet the constraints, I don't think there's any roadblock to having a national programme. But the reason why we're having a well-funded pilot is to see whether it can work in New Zealand and whether we've got the skills in terms of the workforce to make it happen. 
The Cancer Society Screening and Early Detection Advisor, Sarah Penno, says it's the right approach. If nothing else that we've learned in New Zealand with screening, that it's, it's not a, a process that's without its pitfalls and potential hazards. And I think if we want a good quality screening program that's actually going to bring the benefits to the population that we want and expect, we need to make sure that all the ducks are in a row, that all parts of the screening program are working at the best ability that we can have them to work at. And so, yeah, if that means that we have to take a bit longer, then so be it. Those ducks aren't in a row yet, but there's a huge effort going in, in Waitamata and elsewhere, with important decisions to be made one way or another in three years' time. I'm Karen Brown, and that's Insight for this week. If you would like to contact us, you can send an email to insight at radionz.co.nz or tweet us at rnz underscore insight. I wrote and presented that programme. It was produced by Philippa Tolley with technical production by Mark Chesterman.